traveling the world searching for equestrians of all breeds. The journey starts now on the International Equine Network. Good afternoon, equestrian. This is Scott Miller, and I'm the founder of the International Equine Network, and I'm back on air live. Thank God to say live. God spared me. I just went through uh, cancer, colon cancer surgery, and I'm back on the road again. And today, speaking of being on the road, it's the day, two days before the Kentucky Derby. And we're getting all excited about it because on the International Equine Network, we have a variety of programming that we're going to be bringing to you here uh, in the future. And, and we're going to go over that real quick. And then uh, this afternoon, we'll get in uh, really deep into the Kentucky Derby on Saturday in the Kentucky Oaks on Friday um, on here. Um, on International Equine Network, uh, we have a little bit of something for everybody in the horse industry. Um, we would like to um, invite any listeners that we have to call in with their information on their business, their horses, and, and you know, exactly what they're doing. Um, we got a lot of things that will be coming up here that uh, uh, seems to be out of the pandemic and out of the COVID uh, situation. Uh, we're back up to full full swing uh, pretty much everywhere. Um, you know, you'll have to check with your local equestrian organizations to find out uh, about the protocol and just how many people they're allowed to have. And like in the Kentucky Derby, they'll be at about 60% capacity uh, this year. So that, that in itself, you know, says a lot for what the equine industry has done over the last um, year or so. But on International Equine Network, um, one of the, uh, we're going to go through the shows here real quick. Um, we have a, a show called Last Call. Uh, it's about the equine uh, sales uh, um, industry. Uh, we go behind the scenes. We go to the, to the auctions live. Uh, we'll be talking to owners and trainers that uh, uh, buy out of the auctions. And it's just not thoroughbreds. It's uh, thoroughbreds, standard breads, uh, show horses, uh, polo horses, uh, the backyard uh you know, horse, um, you'd be surprised how many small auctions there are uh, around this country uh, that are back, what we call backyard auctions. Uh, little stables will hold a, a little show, many show in an auction. And, it, and it's just a way to promote their business and get new clients in. Um, that's what we like about Last Call. Then we have um, Quest for Equine Gold. Um, it's about the 2021 uh, Olympics that are coming up here in Japan. And uh, it's going to be exciting because... Um, basically, all the horse uh, uh, horses that are going to the Olympics have stayed in their area that they're in now. For example, like here in Florida, we've got a lot of the Olympic horses from Canada and the United States in Wellington. And instead of traveling around to the shows like they normally would be doing now, um, they have stayed uh, locally, and, and as they have in New York and California and Japan and Ireland and uh, England, you know, that type of thing. They're staying home at their home base, and they've created shows at those home bases so they can keep them in line with uh, their training for the Olympics that's coming up here this summer in Japan. So that, that's going to be on Quest for Equine Gold. Then we have uh, Chucker. Um, Chucker uh, is a great, uh, great show. If you like polo or if you want to understand about polo, um, just, you know, come to our website, go to Chucker. And you can see uh, live uh, matches uh, seven days a week, 24-7 throughout the world. And uh, it's very exciting to watch. And uh, you'd be surprised um, once you get there how many uh, uh, polo fields or polo matches might be in your, your local area. So we'll go to Chucker for that, uh, for polo. Uh, we have At The Wire, which is our thoroughbred show. Um, it it uh, features the uh, stake race of the week. Um, and we do the live, uh, we do live racing from, uh, each one of the tracks that, um, that are racing at, at this current time. Uh, you just go to our website and then you can click on, uh, Belmont, which is racing now or Churchill or, or Santa Anita, that type of thing. And you can be taken right into the live, uh, to the live site that they have at the track. And, uh, the reason we're doing this is, is we want you to be able to come to one stop shop. Um, here at uh, International Equine Network, uh, you can go to any breed, uh, any any uh, discipline, uh, any country. 
by coming to our website and clicking on one click, and you can go to wherever you want to go. Take the trip around the world with us. You know, so we have uh, Flying Turns. Uh, Flying Turns is our standard bread show, and uh, we follow horses from all over the world uh, with live racing, live sales, and, and live interviews with the trainers. Um, it's really interesting, the standard bread business. Uh, at, at our link, it'll take you to uh, the U.S. Trotting Association, and their website is just unbelievable. Um, it tells you in and everything you need to know about the industry. Uh, if you want to get involved in the industry, um, you know U.S. Trotting is the place to go, and you can find it uh, through Flying Turns. Um, then we have Quarter Time. Uh, quarter Time is our, our AQHA uh, report uh, every week. Uh, it's uh, phenomenal about the American horse, the Cowboys. Um, it's just unbelievable. In fact, I think uh, this week uh, they had a Cowboy Challenge that was nationally televised, um, uh, and, and we had a young lady win it. And it put a lot of Cowboys uh, uh, back a step, but uh, find out that in the horse industry, um, women and, and, and men and kids and uh, they're they're all equal. Uh, they get on the horse, and it's what they do, how they uh, uh, you know manage their horses and, and their skills. Uh, so there's no uh, no worry about that. Uh, they're all on an equal basis, and um, that, that's quarter time. Quarter time is a great thing if you want to know about the American Cowboy and that quarter horse. Go to quarter time on our website. And my favorite is what we have called Chuck Wagon. Um, Chuck Wagon is a uh, program that we're going to have every week on, and it's going to be about um, cooking and, and eating and nutrition uh, out at the show rings and, 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 and the horse business just in general. It's going to be it's an ag, pretty much an ag show, um, an agriculture show that we're going to have about, um, you know, how to cook and, and how to uh, set up your uh, schedule uh, when you're out on the road so that you don't, uh, end up gaining 500 pounds like I did at one time uh, by eating, you know, the burgers and the drive-thrus. And that's Chuck Wagon. And then we have uh, Movie of the Week. Uh, Movie of the Week is just a phenomenal um, part of this website. And, 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 and to be honest with you, if I had to choose one thing out of this website that we have uh, at intv.org would be the movie. Uh, we have a, a wonderful movie on, on this week. It's about Barbaro, America's horse. Um, he was in, en route to the Triple Crown and he had a, uh, had a breakdown and it goes behind the scenes and shows you what the people did and the lengths they went to to try to save this horse. Uh, it's just amazing, uh, for you to, uh, watch that. That, that's a movie that the whole family can watch and you can see that, uh, it, it is really good for the, um, uh, uh, for the people in the equine industry to see how they really, really work and how they adapt to uh, some of the things that happen, you know, in our in our industry, uh, it's a great movie. Great people are in it. Um, then we have Farm of the Week. Um, our Farm of the Week will highlight a farm from um, all disciplines, all breeds, and it's going to be a farm that we think that has contributed to the horse industry and it's making a statement. And we're going to go from Little farms that have only one or two horses up to uh, farms that have three or 4,000 acres uh, of land and, and, you know, and hundreds of horses. And so that'll be our farm of the week. And then we'll have uh, equestrian of the week. Um, equestrian of the week will be uh, someone that uh, is nominated uh, through our website uh, to be equestrian of the week and why they're equestrian of the week. It might be all the hard work they put in. Uh, it might be some of the uh, charitable things that they do for the industry. Um, it might be uh, how they've gone from, uh, you know, a backyard barn to an Olympic barn or, you know, or to the winter circle at the Kentucky Derby. Um, you know, that, that, that's how we're going to judge our uh, and select our equestrians of the week. Um, they're going to have to sell them to us. Uh, just let us know how good they are, why they're good, and why they do what they do. Um, you know, we want to get uh, get those kind of stories out there and everything. So uh, that, that's exciting. And then um, right now we're, we've tried to get it ready for 2021, but the pandemic really messed us up a lot and everything. And so um, on Saturday, 
uh, we're going to start the, the television production of How They Get There, the 2022 Kentucky Derby. It's a documentary that will be an hour long. It goes behind the scenes and it follows trainers, it follows horses, jockeys, it follows everybody in the industry. And one year from uh, today, we will debut this, uh, this uh, one-hour documentary on national television. Uh, so we're, we're going close at it, you know, to, to do everything that we can do, um, you know, in, on our website. Um, I'm excited about uh, a lot of things that we have here, uh, you know, what we're trying to do. Uh, we need your help. Uh, to we need you to view and listen to our programming, but also we more importantly we would like to have your equine story uh, to find out where you're at, what you're doing, and where you're going. Uh, that, that's what we're getting excited about here now. Um, Derby times coming around. I mean, it's exciting in the next few months um, in the equine industry because we're looking at um, uh, you know we're looking at the American Cup Polo Championships. Uh, we're looking at uh, the Triple Crown, the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, the Belmont, um, you know, that we're looking at. Uh, we're look, also looking at the Olympics. Uh, you know, we're looking at a lot of the sales that are coming up. In fact, uh, one of the things that uh, uh, we were talking about on our programming, and, and if you go to uh, our website, you can find the links that you're looking at. Uh, we've got the under-tax under sale, uh, thoroughbred sale, um, May 11th through the 13th uh, at 8, 8 a.m. Uh, at Mid-Atlantic. The Mid-Atlantic sales are coming up. And um, so that that's going to be exciting. Uh, you know, there uh, you see them under tack, and then, um, you, you know, you can go to the sales and watch a bid, bid on them. It's at Timonium, Maryland. And um, like I said, the under tax is May 11th through the 13th at 8 a.m. And then the actual sale is May 17th through the 18th. And it starts at 11 a.m. And uh, if you want to uh, see more about that, uh, you can come and go to FazekTipton.com or come to our website, and uh, you can find out all the information that you need to find out about the Mid-Atlantic uh, two-year-old training sale um, this in the middle of the month here in May. And then this is the one one site that I'm excited about, and uh, I'm getting ready to participate in it myself. Um, it's called MyRaceHorse.com, and uh, you, any and everybody can own a horse through here. Um, if you go to MyRaceHorse.com, you can see what they have available for sale, how you can participate in it, and believe you me, I guarantee you this, this site can sell you a, a portion of a racehorse, and everybody can afford And, I mean, I tell you, it is exciting. And they've had a derby winner. They've had a derby winner. Go to their website and see their derby winner. See if, you can, see if you'd like to be a part of winning, winning the Kentucky Derby or winning any of the big races. Um, it, it's a great site. Uh, you don't have to know a lot about horses. They walk you through everything. And, I mean, it, it's really something, uh, you know, to see and go to. But um, that, that's the way, you know, you can participate in the thoroughbred business. Um, and and uh, the show horse and standard bread business, uh, they have similar sites that are there, but I'm suggesting my myracehorse.com is a place to go, and and it's really going to be good, uh, you know, for it. And you know, it's funny. Uh, now that we can start talking about the Derby here, we got about 45 minutes that we can do Derby stuff now. And uh, what's exciting about the Derby is seeing all the people that go to the Kentucky Derby, um, how they get there, uh, why they're going. Have they been there before? Are they doing it again? Uh, you know, do they have any traditions that, uh, you know, that they observe uh, of going to the Derby? Um, just what, you know, what do they do? How do they do it? Uh, that's the exciting part about it, uh, to see uh, and hear the different stories that, that go. Some some of uh, people have been going for over 50 years and doing the same thing year in and year out, you know, and we're going to find out from a lot of the people how um, – you know, that the, the pandemic and the, and the COVID and, and everything affected their schedule for last year because you've got to remember that last uh, Okay. And, uh, and speaking of traditions and everything, we're going to talk with, with Leah. She's well here with us today. Hi, right, sis. Are you glad to be here with us? 
Jennifer. I'm so happy to be talking to you and hear that you're feeling so much better. Oh, I am. And it, it, I couldn't have gotten here unless it was for you and Alex. Uh, you pulled me through. Oh. And you were gods and you were angels that were sent to, to save me, I believe. So that, that was really good. And you also, were prayed up, hey, that's for sure. <laughs> you got that right. You got that right. That's for sure. Hey, uh, I was telling uh, some friends the other day about the Derby doings and uh, some of the yes. stories that, um, you know, you and I can share uh, about it. So what's <laughs> going on down there in, in Kentucky and Indiana about Derby? Are you excited? Oh, my gosh, always. Uh, you know, this is our favorite day of the year, and it's just a whole – actually, it's it's weird because of COVID, of course, but it's so great to have it back to – somewhat like normal at least it's on the actual derby day this year exactly you know it was funny uh, uh last year um with the covid and everything i, I saw they were having a, a derby party here and um they, the ladies were sitting around six feet apart with their mask on <laughs> but they had their hats on and uh you know, <laughs> of course. They, they were trying to keep tradition as much as possible and also, I know you've been to a few. And they have and the decorative. Uh, what all? What all goes into selecting a hat? What What makes you choose the hats that you choose? The bigger, the better, and feathers. Uh, it has to have feathers, and of course, some roses. Oh, okay, all right. Now, have <laughs> Have you made your hats before, or do you buy them, or uh, you know? I, I have never made. I've never made one, and I learned from Beverly Schnellenberger, uh, which was Coach Howard Schnellenberger's wife, and God bless them, and she's in my prayers because he passed recently. But um, she had the most beautiful hats I had ever seen, and one for every day. And so I just learned a lot from her. That's a lot of pressure to have one for every day because that means you got to have different dresses for every day. and. And, and different. There different were different dresses for every day. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me ask you: What do you do with them after after Derby is over? Well, some people have a storage unit that they keep their Derby things in. Now, I, I wouldn't know any of those people, but but some people do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a place called Caulfield's. Uh, novelty store yeah. in, in Louisville there, and it's amazing. You can yeah. go there, and, and last year, with the COVID not being on the same dates and everything, I bought uh, two sets of uh, glasses that had the original Derby dates on it. And then, um, you oh, know, wow. they had to change dates for glasses, so that was good. And now, do you have you collected any Derby memorabilia or, or you know, uh, Oh, my gosh. That? Well, what? One of yeah, one of the things that's in that storage unit that I don't own uh, was <laughs> every Derby glass since 1968. Whoa, that's something. And then of else, course, I, I love the decanters. You know, they uh, there's this place you used to go to over in Indiana called Bridge Liquors, and they had the most beautiful Derby decanters. And um, I tried, I collected those for a while, but but that gets that takes up a lot of room. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that's one of the things that we were talking about, you know, is uh, the traditions, you know, and everything. And I know one thing for sure, um, that uh, there are people out there that, uh, like, for example, make cream cheese brownies and that make that a tradition <laughs> at their party. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Whoever does that, <laughs> uh, that's an absolute queen. <laughs> I know, and uh, uh, I'll never forget, um, one, it was Derby Week, and I'd come up to uh, Louisville, and I came over to see you and George, and and uh, you were in there working and, and doing things and getting ready for the uh, Derby Weekend, and, and the biggest problem George and I had, we tried to figure out what we'd do with the empty pan, because we ate a whole pan <laughs> of uh, cream cheese brownie between the two of us. I, and I, said, getting rid I of the, remember yeah, those I said, days. getting rid of the pan's not the problem. I said, it's the story. Where did they go? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, you no, came through something and not, gave you know, them that. Get me a hey, story, Hey, we've come a George. long way. We've, yeah, we've come a yeah. long way since being in the infield since in 1976, haven't we? <laughs> 
Oh man, don't you know? Yeah, tell us a little bit about that that Enfield uh, that that year. That was a good one uh, for you guys. Oh, it was so uh, good, so good back then. And that's before they put you know the the extra fence fencing up, and you know, and they've now they've got that parking lot in there. But back then, it was just a huge free for all, and we could actually climb the the fence went almost to the track. And uh, you could actually climb up on the fence. If you got there early enough in the day to get a spot on the fence, then you could climb up right. and see the derby, actually. It was pretty sweet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and if I recall that year, you had a bunch of uh, uh, friends that were going to go. And um, I guess one of the parents came over to uh, a person's house that we're not going to say about that, that it was me. But um, there was a tremendous amount of alcoholic beverages. And, um, yes, there and, was. And, you know, and that 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 seems to be a big part of it. You know, of the Derby and everything. So, did uh, did you get a sea thunder over Louisville this year? I did not, and um, I'm not even. I wasn't down there. I was up in Bloomington, Indiana, so I'm not sure uh-huh. how they did it. Or did did they have all the people there? I, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, uh, Ron, uh, my cousin Ron told us that uh, there was five different sites, anonymous sites, that they uh, uh, shot the fireworks on, uh, you know, like at 9 o'clock. Oh, at wow. Night and to keep the crowds down, so they were doing that. And, and I didn't know if you'd been or seen any of the derby events that they had this year because it seemed like they had a pretty good schedule for all the derby events, but just, you know, not, not had people there at them. You know, so yeah, sadly, I, I have not been. I have not been in Louisville this week, so uh, mm-hmm. I'm not going down until tomorrow. So I have no idea oh, okay. what they were able to do. Uh-huh. But I hope okay. that next are, are you year gonna be able to go, gonna, go to the Oaks or the Derby this this year. Uh, the Derby, but not the Oaks. Oh, okay, okay. There you go. Uh, it's it's going to mm-hmm. be a great Derby this year. Uh, just to let you know that uh, from our farm here in Palm Beach Downs, uh, we have uh, four horses uh, in the Derby, and we have one in the Oaks. And, oh, so that's why we're excited. Well, yeah. And uh, if I had I had was what happened loving. to me, uh, I would be. I would have been there this year. But um, you know, oh, yeah. we're, we're get, getting there. You know, you'll be there next year. To, next year, you got that right. You got that right. And, and you know, also, I was um, bur- bourbonic. I did love bourbonic because I loved Todd Fletcher and I love yeah. uh, the jockey story, Kendrick story, and I love yeah. the name, but I don't like the 20 hole. So I'm moving over to <laughs> bourbon, <laughs> midnight bourbon, because you can never go wrong with a midnight, midnight bourbon. bourbon. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I tell you, if if he wins, there's going to be a lot of bourbon consumed, and if he loses, there's going to be even more bourbon consumed. Even more. And that's that's right. right. You got it's that right. And, well, it was glad having you on today, uh, sis. Oh, so my nice uh, sister Leah to um, took good care of me through the last uh, sixty days and got me through a lot of things, and uh, and I hope she can get through the Derby uh, this year. Small small payback for small small payback for getting my first job at Churchill Downs. So I owe it all to you. Right? Yeah. Let's talk. You know that's a a good story. Uh, I remember every day you went to the track with me, four thirty in the morning, and we just went and went and and we just. Actually, we just irritated people enough until they hired me, you know. And um, that is exactly so right. That, that's the way that went down, you know, and everything. And then the guards, the guards got that. so tired of you. The guards got so tired yeah. of you. Eventually, they just said, "Go, go on, go ahead." Yeah, no license, no nothing. Yeah, they, they, no. they couldn't stop stop me because every day we'd show up. No. But it helped when I had a you good looking sister bad. along with me to kind of get the guards oh. eye. And, off of me, oh, and also, it, well, it, I hope you have a great weekend there. Be safe. Um, you know, I love you a bunch, and thank for all the prayers and helps that you gave me over the over the last couple of months. Oh, and also, pray, it's uh, praise God. We'll, we'll talk. Not me. Yeah, we'll talk to you again. All right, love you, Scott. I love you. Okay, bye now. <laughs>
Bye-bye. Okay, guys. Uh, that was my sister, uh, Leah. Uh, she's going to the Derby this year. Uh, she'll be there Saturday, and maybe she'll give us a report uh, next week of how everything, you know, had gone down there at the Derby. But, again, you know, it's all about family and traditions and uh, extended families, uh, you know, that you get when you go to the Derby. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that uh, live all different walks of life uh, across this country, and uh, the common thread that they have um, is with the Derby is the fact that they go there every year and they meet, uh, you know, a certain group of people or a person and enjoy the Derby week. Uh, uh, but with the pandemic and, and all the uh, COVID and uh, all the different things that have happened over the last, uh, you know, a couple of, uh, well, last year, actually, it's made it difficult. So hopefully uh, there will be a lot of reunions um, this uh, year at the Derby. Uh, the people that didn't get together last, uh, you know, last year because of all the uh, things that we've had going on. Uh, maybe they can get together this year and make it an even stronger and better, uh, you know, Kentucky Derby. Uh, tradition is just uh, is something that uh, this country needs to uh, follow and observe and, and respect uh, because that brings people together. And, and it's surprisingly how many people you can get together. Uh, well, like say it's a Kentucky Derby, for example. You can get over 100,000 people together of all walks of life, you know, from all nations, all, all you know, people of color, uh, all types of people, how you can get them together for a 10-day period, and then you put 100,000 people into uh, a racetrack in Enfield, and you would be surprised how many people uh, get, get along, get together, no incidents, uh, you know, no problems. And, and we can do that all across this country. And the, the the glue that holds all that together is tradition. Tradition like the Kentucky Derby. Tradition like Macy Day Parade. Tradition like uh, the Super Bowl. Those are the kind of things that, um, you know, I like about the horse business is tradition. And here uh, we haven't even gotten the Derby over yet, and I'm getting all excited about the Preakness because there's several horses that have dropped out of the Derby this year uh, in order to point towards the Preakness. And it goes back to one of the programs that we talked about before about how they get there. And what's interesting about that is is that the owner has to make a decision. He's got to make a decision on where that horse goes and how they get there. And they get them to the Derby, and they said, you know, uh, they might run good in the Derby and still go on to the Preakness. They might win the Derby and still go on to the Preakness. And it's all about, uh, you know, the owner and the, how they get there, and which is going to be an exciting documentary for us, uh, you know, when, when that when that's broadcast next year and everything. So I, the Preakness, you know, and I'm already starting to look toward, you know, forward to that because it's going to be all a whole uh, different uh, group of horses. Uh, you'll see some new shooters come in there that are, that you know, are primed and ready to go. Um, you hope the ones that run in the Derby that go on to the Preakness come out of the Derby good, you know, and that it doesn't, uh, you know, drain them too much. Uh, that, you know, that's what we're looking for, uh, you know, in, in these horses. Uh, and this year's Derby is a wide-open Derby. Um, you, you know, uh, there's not one really standout in here, and I'll be honest with you. Um, this looks like it could be a, a very, very good Derby a superstar could, uh, you know, come out of this derby, uh, you know, and really set the horse world, uh, you know, on fire. Or it could be one of those derbies that it's, you know, the winner's just the best of a bunch of bad horses. You know, and I hate to say that, but we've had derbies like that before. You know, it come in nothing really outstanding. And the horses that ran in, in that one particular derby, they came out and, and you know, you, you never saw them again. And that's that's what, you you know, when you go to the Derby, how many of these horses go on, of the 20 will go on, you know, to, to have a stellar career? And, you know, it's just a, it's just a handful. You know, uh, I remember back in the day they had a horse called Spendabuck, uh, trained by Cam Gambolotti. And, um, you know, Cam's a good trainer, good person, got a good crew and everything. And um, he came in and uh, he uh, ran, won the Derby, won the Preakness, 
and so they're getting ready to, uh, uh, you know, go to the go to the Triple Crown for the Belmont. And Tam decided to run in the uh, New Jersey Derby, and um, running in the Jersey Derby offered a five million dollar bonus uh, if you'd won like uh, the Preakness or the or the uh, Derby. And uh, so Tam decided to go on to you know to that uh, Jersey Derby, not because of the five million dollars. Everybody said, oh, it was a $5 million just before they started giving these big bonuses, you know, for races. You know, he said it wasn't for the $5 million. He said, it's nice. He said, it's going to be nice to have $5 million, you know, added to what we've already earned. He said, the reason I'm not going to the, uh, to the Belmont is he said, my horse can't get a mile and a half. And when you get a trainer that's honest like that, taking the horse over, he's not just taking him over because of, of a tradition or, you know, the chance of winning a triple crown. He would love to win the triple crown. But deep down in his heart, he knew, and in his mind, he knew his horse couldn't get a mile and a half against that kind of competition. And so, that you know, that that's one of the things I like about, you know, the triple crown and, and, and all these backstories that we see, uh, you know, out here that are, that are going on. Um, you know, and, and they're all starting to come out of the derby now. Uh, all the little stories, uh, you, you got to get on... Um, you know, watch ESPN, uh, TVG, Fox, NBC, um, IENTV.org, and, and you see these stories, and, and you, it just makes it makes you uh, uh, get the chills when you see how they're getting there and the excitement that they have. Um, you know, we got a group of owners that uh, uh, own a horse called Funny Side. They're back with a horse this year, um, so you know he's he's a long shot, but you know so is Funny Side. And um, so, you know, they're, they're coming back in, into the game. And, and one of the things that, that I like about this, and it's kind of sad and it's kind of happy for me, uh, back in 1982, uh, I was working for Dewey Smith and Mrs. Joseph W. Brown, and we had a horse called the Alabama. And um, he was a tremendous horse. He was really good. He was strong. Uh, we won the Louisiana Derby with him. You know, we were just right on, right on point. Uh, with him coming into the Kentucky Derby. We were excited. Uh, the week before, uh, back when they had the Kentucky Derby trial, uh, the week before the Derby, um, we had a horse called Liscapate. And uh, we were excited because that was the stable mate of Alabama. And they both continued to work with each other. And every time it, it, we worked a horse, Alabama would be ahead, Liscapate would be ahead, and vice versa. So when we get up to Churchill, uh, with the horses, we uh, enter uh, Lescapade into the uh, into the Derby trial, and I remember uh, w- uh, sitting there with Dewey and talking, and he said, "You know, he said Lescapade's doing really good." And he said, "You know, he said maybe we should enter them both," and um, so he conferred with Mrs. Brown, the owner, and uh, they discussed it. And what went on in that discussion, I don't know, but uh, they decided to enter Lescapade in the Derby trial in Alabama in the Kentucky Derby. Well, long story short, nobody knew who Lescapade was. They had no, no, not a clue, not a clue. And um, so on the way over to the paddock, um, I had the people from ABC were wanting to know who our horse was and said uh, they're checking him off the list. And I said, he's the winner. And they said, what? He said, no, the name. And I said, he's the winner. I said, his name's Lescapade. And so we get over to the paddock, and we get him saddled up, and they break from the gate. And the only call that Liscapade gets is down the stretch. And the announcer, and it just was so exciting, and I still get chilled from it. Uh, the only call that we got, it was right at, right close to the wire, and the announcer said, and it's all Liscapade in front. And when he crossed that wire, I just went crazy. You know, I said, man, oh, man, paid 115 40 for a $2 bet, and the horse was on his toes. He came out of the race good. Um, you know, we were really all excited about that, and I'll never forget it. Sunday night, we were sitting in the barn, and Dewey Smith, the trainer, he said, Scotty, he said, I think we entered the wrong horse for the derby. And I, I said, oh, I said, there's nothing we can do about it now. I said, we can just live off, you know, you know what we've done in the derby trial and said, you know, Hindsight's 2020. So we go into the 82 Kentucky Derby with Al Baba as the co-favorite. 
And I mean, we we were excited because you know we it was a good field, and we just thought it was it was great, and um, that we could load them in the gate, and um, you know, Bobby he comes out and he's just a monster on the front end, and uh, you know they're chasing him, chasing him, and so they get into the pack catches up to him, and um, he's he's running good, and he makes his move at the three eighths pole to you know to go ahead down the stretch, and, and we think that we've got the whole, the race one. We really do because, you know, he's just starting to, you know, knock horses off and, and come on up through the field. And, and not that this is an excuse, but um, unfortunately we had a, a – there was a filly called Koopa Coy's Joy, and uh, she was in front of us, and when she started backing up, uh, she backed over into our lane of traffic, and Bob uh, brushed a hawk, and um, he come out and uh, ended up finishing 11th. You know, but, um, you know, that's all part of the Derby stories. It's the journey that gets you there. It's not whether you win or lose. It's, you know, how you get there. And we talk more about, you know, the stories of, uh, of um, you know, like, like what we just discussed. And there's a million of them. Um, you know, there's a million of them. And if you go watch the movie about Barbara on IEN, uh, that'll tell you. That'll, that'll put everything in perspective. It's the journey that gets you there. It's the, as they said on ABC. It's the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. You know, uh, there's no the only in between is the journey that gets you there. And so that's what we're trying to, you know, uh, do here at IEN is give you those backstories. Uh, you know, from all breeds and all disciplines. And like this year, um, it's exciting for me because uh, we there's four horses in the Derby. Uh, from our Palm Beach Downs training facility and one in the Kentucky Oaks. And um, it, it's nice to be able to see these horses come in as young two-year-olds that, you know, have never raced uh, before, um, you know, and see where they're, going, where they're going and what they're doing, uh, you know. And, and that's what I like about it, and that's why we're starting out this year, uh, hopefully for a good year, both physically and, and both um you know, from the uh, COVID and, and uh, you know, uh, all the different things that we have to go through. But this is really the big week um, the two-year-olds are starting to come surface, um, you know, and getting ready for the derby next year. Um, as soon as this derby's over, I'm telling you what, there's going to be people talking horses for next year for the derby. Um, and, and that's, uh, you know, one of those things that um, – Right now, there are 20 trainers, there are 20-plus owners out there that are getting ready to run in the derby, the grooms, the hot walkers, the exercise riders, and the fans of the horses uh, that are running in this year derby. And right now, they're all equal. Each one of them have a shot at winning this derby. When they load in that gate, every one of them have a shot at winning it. The only thing that, that I can say is, is there's a lot of people that have a lot of opinions uh, a lot of experts that have a lot of opinions, you know, on who's going to win, uh, you know, that type of thing. But I'm telling you, my friend, nobody knows. Nobody knows until they spring that gate. And when when you're racing at Churchill, I learned one thing real quick from from the old timers. The first time your horse in the Derby runs down that stretch at Churchill, that's your horse running. That's your horse running the first time down that stretch. And when you hit that hit that final final stretch at the three-eighths pole, that's when the mama and the daddy of that horse take over. That's when the bloodline kicks in. That's how you get to the winner's circle, is that bloodline. You know, and I'm telling you, it makes and breaks a lot of horses. And, um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of them go on to not such a, you know, stellar race career, but do good. Um, and then, uh, you know, the horse that wins the derby, of course, you know, there's a target on his back then. He's trying to he's trying to win the Preakness and win the Triple Crown, and everybody's gunning for him, you know. And, and so you you know you just got to see what, you know what happens there with it, um, you know. And, and there's a lot of sad people afterwards, but you know what they talk about? They talk about the memories they had at Churchill. They're getting to Churchill, uh, you know, whether they come through California or Louisiana, Arkansas, New York, Kentucky. Um, you know, Illinois, Indiana, uh, you know, you, they come from all walks of life, all different styles of training. And the most they'll talk about will be 
the journey that got them there, the memories. You know, and I guarantee you, you go back and ask somebody who won the 1976 Kentucky Derby, not many people will be able to tell you. But, boy, they sure can tell you about the party and the things they did at Churchill. You know, and same thing when the Preakness comes up. Um, you know, they, they've got a, they got a tremendous, uh, you know, uh, gathering that go to Pimlico and, and the parties. And, and same thing at Belmont. Uh, you know, these guys are going to be almost to full capacity on um, on their race days. And so, you know, it, it gets everybody back into uh, a normal lifestyle. And, and thank God in the horse business, our lifestyle changed, but it really didn't. You know, we still went to work. We still went to shows. We still raced. We still did all those things that, um, you know, that we, were, that we were supposed to do. The only thing that we missed out was on the fans. And it actually helped us because now uh, television revenue, radio revenue, it's just going through the roof on the horse industry. You know, through different sites, well, like say us, for example, at IEN and Fox and NBC and everybody, there are so many websites out there. You, you can you don't have to go out of your house, you know, to uh, see uh, see horse racing or you know be participating in horse racing. Um, you know, and that's the exciting part about it. Um, I've got some friends here in Florida that they're spending more money this year to have a derby party than they would if they actually went up to Churchill Downs for the weekend. That that's how serious they are about about this party. You know, uh, they've got a nice little farm. Um, they've got a big screen TV. They're going to have the barbecue. They're going to have, you know, uh, a friendly wagering between uh, um, attendees at the party. Um, you know, so, I mean, it's just, it's a great thing. And to show you how the Derby affects people, um, I mentioned them before. There's a place called Caulfield's uh, Novelty in Louisville, Kentucky. And... Um, Caulfields, they they have every kind of things uh, that you need for uh, you know a derby party, a Preakness party, a Belmont party. Uh, they've got the glasses. You can get the official uh, derby glasses, Preakness glass, Belmont triple crown glasses from Caulfields. Uh, they've got all kinds of uh, uh, things there, like uh, derby paper plates. They got um, uh, you know uh, the confetti. They got everything that you know. Uh, that you could want for a big derby party. And that's where a lot of the, uh, the people are doing this year. And, and in past years, I've talked to a lot of people that said, oh, yeah, we want to go to the derby. We've never been to it. We see it on TV. We'd like to go. And a lot of them, they go to the and get that experience, that firsthand experience. And then they might come again. Uh, but, you know, in all likelihood, they, they might not go back. But what they do is they transfer that feeling and that experience that they had physically being at the Kentucky Derby, they transfer that to their backyard or to their garage or to the, you know, local, uh, you know, uh, parks or picnic areas. And, and that's one of the greatest things in the world about, about the Kentucky Derby. It's just a phenomenal way to go, you know, with it. And so that, that's exciting. So now, um, I guess we're going to uh, start to get in here to um, uh, the um, the Derby and the Oaks itself. Um, we might have eventually um, Alex, uh, my niece. Uh, she's going on her way to Churchill Downs. I believe she's in Kansas right now, and uh, she's traveling across to. Uh, the country to go to the Derby this year, so maybe we can get a hold of her before uh, before we get off the air today and see what see what's going on with her up there. Um, well, I'm excited uh, because tomorrow uh, tomorrow night at 5:51 p.m. they're going to load the gate up for the Kentucky Oaks. Um, it's uh, it's a Grade One. Uh, it's race 11. Post time is 5:51 p.m. Eastern time uh, in uh, Churchill Downs. Uh, it's, it has a stellar field. Hello. Hello. Yes, hello. Hey, are you there, Alex? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, where are you at now? I am 
halfway through the long state of Kansas. Okay. You seeing any derby posters yet? Uh, not yet, but I'm keeping my eyes peeled. There you go. I think I'm more, more watching for cops and speed traps at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, are you are you excited for the derby? Yeah, I really am. Like being in Colorado, uh, I've missed derby the last two years. Last year because of COVID, but the year before, uh, I had to, I was watching the news in Colorado, and they were wearing sun hats, calling them derby hats, and I just missed home so much. So now I'm going to drive 15 oh, yeah. hours to get back for it. Oh, well, that's good. Are you going to the Oaks, too? Yep, I'm going to both. Can't, you can't miss oh, the Oaks, too. Yeah, that, you got to get that double in there. Who do you like for yep. the Derby? Uh, I'm, th- I'm thinking Hot Rod Charlie. Oh, I think, uh, he's a good yeah, horse. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think he's a good closer. And... Uh, I think the Churchill is just made for him with that long uh, home stretch at the end. I think that he really could, you know, be the horse. There you go. I, I agree with you there. He, he's a tough horse, I tell you. Um, he, he gets up and down that track, and, and um, you, might, you might bet a $2 bet on him. Um, you know, he, he's, a, he's a good, good, good horse. And I tell you the reason I like him is everything is that he uh, – he just came through everything that he went through all year long. Um, you know, he just did everything right and everything. And um, the thing I like about him is he won the Louisiana Derby. And, and so yeah. um, that, that'll that be a good horse, to you know, to keep an eye on and everything. Yeah. Are you going to any parties? Uh, of course. <laughs> you, can't have, you can't go to the Derby without going to a few after parties. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, have you got a derby hat? I do. I uh, decided to make one this year. Oh, cool. Cool. You'll have to send me a picture of it. Yeah, I definitely will. It definitely, like uh, my mom said earlier, definitely involves a lot of feathers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, have you got many people in your group that are going? Uh, I do. I like. We're actually uh, we're having a girls' day tomorrow at the Oaks, so we probably have about nine girls going. Um, and it's just friends. I you know I've met some of them at the Derby. I've met some at Derby parties, and it's just a really great time to connect back with everyone that I haven't seen. Right. Uh, well, you know, see that goes, that goes back oh, go to, the, to the tradition that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. You know, the tradition and things that go through and everything. So, you know, we're glad that you're going back and uh, and everything. And, um, we're going to uh, start talking a little Derby and Oaks here. I'm glad nice. that you could call. Um, you keep driving safe. Um, you know, then maybe we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks about your experience. Are, are you thinking about yeah. going to the Preakness? Because I know you lived in Baltimore for a while. Oh, man, if I, if I can make that 20-hour drive, I will definitely go to the Preakness. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to get some of my connections there to Baltimore to, um, you know, persuade or assist uh, you getting there. Yeah, make that happen, and I'll be at the Preakness without question. There you go. There you go. Okay, kiddo. Alex, it's great having you on there. Uh, thank you for all you've done for me over the last couple of months you and your mom, and you have a safe and uh, wonderful Oaks and Kentucky Derby. All right. I love you, Uncle Scott. Enjoy watching the Derby. Okay. Love you, too. And bet two bucks on Hot Rod Charlie. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it all on Hot Rod. <laughs> there you go. There you go, kiddo. Thanks for calling us. Of course. Love you. Love you. Okay. Bye. Yeah. That, that was my niece, Alex. Uh, she's going to the Derby this year. And, again, uh, you know, it just um, uh, solidifies the, the things that I've been telling you about tradition. Um, tradition in this will pull this country out of, it, of its problems. Uh, you go back to the traditions, and, you know, uh, you know it, it works. Uh, and like, like I said, you know, Alex met a lot of people, you know, at the Derby, and they get together every year. You know, and they're from all over the country, all walks of life and everything. So, you know, that's that's pretty good. 
and also, okay, guys and girls, let's get into the Kentucky Oaks. Uh, it's, um, I tell you what, it's going to be a great, great Oaks this year. Um, I, I think there's a lot of good horses in here. Um, but what I like about it is that, uh, there's three horses that I picked out. And unfortunately, and I don't want people to think that I'm picking them out because they come from, um, our Palm Beach Downs, uh, facility, a training facility. Um, the horse that's interested me quite a bit, it's got, um, uh, Castellano on it for George Weaver. It's called Pass the Champagne. Um, th- this horse is a nice horse, um, kind of quiet. I don't think this horse, the, the best in this horse has surfaced yet. Um, I think she's going to run good tomorrow. Uh, I think she'll be right on top of things. Um, depending on the trip that she gets, uh, you know, this is a 15 or 14 horse field this year. And um, depending on her trip, she's breaking from the uh, number five spot. Um, you know, and it's 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 going to be interesting to see. Uh, she they're going a mile and an eighth, and so um, uh, that first eighth of a mile, you got to kind of decide where you're going and how you're getting there uh, for the jockey, um, because that that's the most crucial part of the of the race is that first eighth of a mile, um, whether they bunch up, spread out. Uh, whether you get a slow pace or a fast pace, um, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see. But I, I think that um, Testamano and Weaver make a good pair and pass the champagne they will be doing, I think, uh, at the end of the race. It, it, I, that's how, how much I, I like this horse. Um, there's another horse that uh, that uh, comes out of Palm Beach Downs, uh, and I, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but it's a Todd Pletcher's um, Lasquez combination, and it's a Melahat. And um, this horse is a good horse. Um, and the reason I like this horse to be up in the top two or three is because of the conditions that this horse trains under here in Florida. Um, you got to remember, every time this horse goes out on the track, you're seeing horses like Pass the Champagne, um, you know, that's uh, – uh, and, and other Pletcher, uh, uh, other uh, Weaver and Pletcher horses. So the competition's there, and, the, and it's constantly in their eye, you know, seeing those, those good horses. And um, and then I think the long shot in the Oaks will be uh, Millie Fuelli, sorry about that, with uh, Rosario um, and Billy Mott. Uh, I think this could be Billy Mott's time uh, this year. Uh, see how that horse, uh, you know, comes out. But the Oaks is really going to be good tomorrow, so tune in tomorrow to watch the Kentucky Oaks, uh, you know, on NBC and, uh, and their affiliated networks. And uh, so now we're to the big race, guys. I'm going to spend five or six minutes here talking to the big race. And like I always said, we've got four horses from Palm Beach Downs Training Facility, which is one of the best training facilities in the country. Uh, we've had uh, – uh, Super Savers come out of there. The one, the Derby, uh, uh, Always Dreaming has come out of uh, out of there. Um, you know, it's just the, the list is endless of grade one stakes winners that have trained there over the winter. And this year, uh, Todd Pletcher has four horses in there. Uh, known Agenda, the number one horse, with Ortiz and, and the Irons. Um, known Agenda is, is a tremendous horse. Uh, he's very strong. And, and the things that I like about him it's the fact that uh, they, they came in and that he won the Florida Derby. And Todd's had a lot of success with horses that have won, uh, you know, the Florida Derby, uh, you know, that have come up to uh, uh, Churchill. Uh, always dreaming uh, came out of there. Uh, you know, uh, that, that was a tremendous, tremendous horse there in itself. And then uh, but that's known agenda. And then um, we have sainthood uh, with uh, – Corey Lannery in the irons, and, and I, I tell you, you know, this is an unusual horse. He, he could be strong. He could be all over the place here with it, uh, with this race. And what I like about them, him is he's coming out of the five hole, and um, he, he won the Jeff Ruby Stakes, or ran second in the Jeff Ruby Stakes up in Kentucky. So he's been there for a while, and, um, you know, and there, there's, you know, I, I think he, he'll be a part of the, a part of the uh, uh, the race uh, 
how should I say, the pace of the race, I think. Uh, I think that's where he'll be at. And then uh, another Todd Pletcher horse that, that we have in there uh, from Palm Beach Downs is Dynamic One. Uh, this horse is a nice horse. He was second in the Wood Memorial at a long shot. And, I mean, he was closing hard in the Wood Memorial. And, I mean, it, it was it was really, really good. Uh, I was really surprised at him. And then uh, he was chasing down his stable mate, uh, which coming out of the 20 hole, uh, was um, uh, Bourbonomic. Uh, and there he, he won, the, won the Wood Memorial. And um, he, he was just uh, unbelievable, you know, uh, when they came through there. And I think a lot of people are going to pass this horse over, uh, you know, and they're going to not, not really look at him, uh, you know, like he should. But I tell you what, he impressed me in the Wood Memorial. And, and so did Dynamic uh, One impress me. And, uh, again, uh, known agenda, I, I think he, he's a tough horse. Um, but, again, we're looking at, at a situation where uh, we're looking at the Pletcher, uh, uh, you know, uh, group. Um, they got the 1, 5, uh, 11, and 20 home. 1, 5, and 11, and 20 home. You know, for for these uh, for these guys, and um, you know they they're going to be able to be placed in the right spots, uh, no matter how the race forms uh, and how the race goes off. Pletcher's sitting in a good position because they're all over the track. You know, uh, they can group up, and uh, one could go to that. You know, uh, go on past the group. Uh, you know, and that, that's going to be the big thing here with these horses. Uh, in the uh, in the Derby this year, most of these horses haven't run in a twenty horse field or a ten horse field. They've been seven, eight, nine horse fields, and that's going to play a big part of the race in the Kentucky Derby um, this year. Um, uh, like Alex uh, was saying, <laughs> we're talking about Hot Rod Charlie. Um, he's a nice horse. Uh, he won the Louisiana Derby, uh, and there's a lot of tough horses there. And I think that was really, a, you know, a good move for him. He's had plenty of time to rest and recuperate and, and get him feel, you know, getting fit, uh, ready to go and everything. And uh, Doug O'Neill, great trainer, great California trainer. You know, I think maybe this might be his year, you know, to do something uh, with that horse. Uh, it, it'll be really good. But um, the way I'm looking at it this year, um, I'm, I'm taking uh, – I'm going to take uh, – Known agenda, the one horse. I'm taking the 20 horse Bermanomic, and then I'm going to throw Hot Char, uh, Hot Rod Charlie in there as as um, my uh, third choice. And so I'm excited about that. Um, you know, <laughs> I hope everybody makes money on this year's Derby, but more importantly, I just hope they enjoy it, and I hope they create some memories that um, you know that are going along. So my picks this year will be the one. Horse uh, known agenda. Um, we're going to go uh, with Bourbonomic as our second horse, and then we're going to go with um, Hot Rod Charlie as our as our third horse, to number nine. So we're looking at um, one twenty and nine uh, for the Derby this year at IEM and everything. And, and like we were saying earlier, um, remember tradition. Tradition will set you free. That is for sure. Because you, you create these traditions and, and, and good times and make memories. And, you know, and remember, it's the journey that gets you there. It's uh, not who wins or loses. It's the journey that gets you there. So go out and make some of those, some of those Derby and Oaks memories uh, with uh, friends and, and make new friends. Add them to your journey, uh, you know. And then uh, when everybody recoups from the Derby, uh, we can start looking towards uh, you know, the Preakness in Baltimore, you know, in two weeks. So I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to, for all the prayers and all the uh, things that the people did for me over the last two months, um, especially the guys at BBS. Uh, they've really been helpful. And uh, we hope to see you and uh, talk to you next week on the International Equine Network. And it will be live from Delray Beach, Florida. Have a good one.